Hi, it's Angela. The following recording is from a wisdom talk that I conducted about invisible friends. I plan to use the wisdom.audio app to conduct free mentoring for spiritual development. To find out more about this program, please go to my website, www.angelaboswell.com, and click on podcast. The details are at the top. And I hope you enjoy this podcast, and I hope that you will join me on Wisdom. The Spiritual Life with Angela Boswell. Hi. I thought I would start my first Wisdom experience here by talking about where my intuitiveness first began as a child. The first time I was consciously aware that I lived a past life was when I was around eight years old. I grew up on a farm out in the country and it was a hot summer day and I was summoned by my mother to get out in the fields and pick peas. Now, this was before I was wise enough to plan my monthly summer visit to my father during the harvest season. So there I was stuck out in the hot summer sun picking peas. The row I was on seemed like a mile long and my little kid hands struggled to get the black eyed peas off the bushes. I was not happy. It was then that the thought came to me, my real parents would be so angry that these people are making me do this kind of work. Next, I saw a vision of myself dressed in beautiful, fancy clothes as I stepped out of a carriage. There was such luxury around me everywhere. I look over at a woman that I know to be my mom and she smiles at me. And I think, why can't you come save me from this life? Who are these people and how did they get me? I want to go back home. It was then that an understanding came to me that I lived somewhere else. I didn't know where, when, or how, but I did know that something different had existed for me somewhere. I also knew that I was trapped here. So I did what I always did. I asked my invisible friends about it. I called them invisible because that's what everyone else called them. To me, they were just my friends, and they were very real, and I was closer to them than anyone in my visible life. I called them my people, and we would build houses in the fields out of dried grass, and they would each have their own rooms. We would play board games, and I would move the pieces for them as I laughed at their jokes, and they really got me, and I thought they were hysterical. Through a child's eyes, they appeared to me as a ballerina, a Native American, a train conductor, a child, and a teacher. When I indignantly asked them about my real parents and wanted to know when I was going to return to them and stop doing all this manual labor, they tried to console me and told me that this was a new experience and it would be okay. As a grown adult a few years ago, I asked my mother, and let me clarify, my real life, this life mother, I asked her if I was a weird kid and how they handled me talking to my invisible friends all the time. My mother said, Angela, you are so adamant about being, about your friends being real that no one would question you. I remember one time when you came into the kitchen and you wanted five bowls and spoons to take outside. I asked you what you needed them for and you said you were serving ice cream to your friends and needed the bowls and spoons. I told you, no, you couldn't have them and you insisted on it so much that I finally just said, okay. I went to the window and I watched you. 
You would set up lawn chairs in a circle in the shade under a large tree. You put each bowl and spoon in a chair and went around doling out imaginary ice cream, talking nonstop to each chair as you passed it. And I knew that that was your world and you truly believed in it. I wish I could say that my relationship with my invisible friends was always clear and I always communicated with them. But like the journey of most natural intuitives, I had to go through the process of shutting down my abilities and conforming to this third dimension world and learning the lessons I incarnated here to learn. Although I always felt their presence near me as I got older, I, I shut them down. I shut them down so much that I could no longer see them or hear them. I just knew that they were there. It wasn't until years later, through a lot of pain and tragedy, that I had an awakening and started the slow process of opening up and hearing them again. Then I had to learn how to trust the experience, trust my interpretation, and trust the process that it was all leading to something better. It didn't occur to me to use the communication with them to help others. That wasn't until years later. However, I will say that sometimes when someone's asking me a question in a session, my first thought is the same as it was when I was a kid. I wanted to re respond to them by saying, I don't know your answers. Ask your own people. You have your people. I have mine. I see yours. They're right there behind you. So why don't you just ask them instead of asking me? But of course that doesn't happen. However, I do try to explain as much as I can to others in hope that they will take the actions needed to develop their own intuitive abilities and be able to see their own invisible people and get their own answers. To learn more about me and my services and to book a session, please click the link in this podcast or visit www.angelaboswell.com. Thank you.